I'm going to say it. Internet, listen. Do you pack up and quit and just go move to Sedona and open up a crystal shop? Yes, I would pack up and leave, but I would probably just devote myself to full-time alcoholism. <laughs> she wears that to make snacks for the kids? Who does that? I They're... think we just got canceled for the podcast. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the season finale of... The Squeeze, a podcast devoted to television obsessions and other pleasures. My name is Jamie, and with me, as always, is Angela. Hello. So tonight we're recapping Game of Thrones, Season 6, Episode Episode 10, 10, entitled The Winds of Winter, Winter, yes. Um, And you know that The Winds of Winter, just fun fact, is the title of the book everyone's been waiting for for like the past two years. Yes, I did know that. Yes. When is that coming? When is that coming out? Is there any news Uh, on that? No, not at all. I mean, for the past two years, everyone's been like, it's any minute now, any minute now. So now it is yet to come out. Everyone's thinking Christmas this year. But they said that for the past two Christmases, so who knows? Wow. Okay, George. I... I just think it's like an homage to like, you know, they like respect George, you know what I mean? And clearly yeah. almost all, I mean, almost all of this material we have to assume is in the winds of winter. So right. I guess it's kind of like, they're like, yep, <laughs> we're spoiling the next book for you people. <laughs> and apparently he has been reading pages, right? Like going around to like readings and kind of like That's bringing up these future pages, yeah. possible future pages. So like they, some of these chapters, th- yeah, there's material out chapters. there already. Yeah. Yeah, that have been, but I mean, they're very, they're not so plot heavy. You know, I mean, they've clearly blown through so much more, so much farther. It's, it was funny because my husband asked me after this episode, he kind of looked at me and went, so did you know that was going to happen? And I'm like, no, no, none of this. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I've told you 10 times, like we are beyond the books. So the map. Oh yeah. The map was exciting this week. Even I noticed some things on the map. Oh, I'm proud. That kind of makes me, that kind of like, everything's been worth it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the map was really cool. Well, what did, what did you observe, Jamie? Well, I observed a new location. Or was mm-hmm. it, was it a new location? There was a new yes, location, old, right? Yeah, it was Old Town. That's it, right. Old Town. Yeah. And also the return of a location that you seem yeah. pretty sure wasn't coming back. <laughs> I, I wasn't said, happy to see Dorn. I'll tell you that back. much. Right. So you we're getting throw that Dorn graphic again. out. Yeah. And did you notice at Winterfell that the dire wolf was back instead of the flayed man? I did. I knew they were so going to. I mean, we're a high, high level operation here. I knew they weren't going to spare any expense on that. I mean, for many a season, the map did not change. So, you know, this is all, this is all just fun and games for everybody now. This is good. Um, so I just want to say that it's so rare for a show, and I kind of want to take this moment before we get into these last two half seasons that are going to come. And I don't know if anyone's heard, um, next season they just announced is not going to start in April as it usually does. It's actually going to be later next year. So we're looking at over a year hiatus right now. Um, <sighs> and I, I know, right? The winds of and winter wanna, indeed. Seriously. The longest night ever. Um <laughs> So yeah, so definitely, uh, I just want to say, like, it's so rare for a show that is so hyped to surpa- surpass the hype. And yeah. I think the last two episodes, like, just did, you know? And they were just great. And I was at the edge of my seat this whole 
hour and 10 minutes. I was really just blown away by everything. And I think that's really cool. And I think that rarely happens on TV. And I want to just acknowledge that. Yes. Yes, it was pretty, pretty awesome. Um, I would say that episode nine um, played better to me as a cohesive whole that was very enjoyable. Um, Episode 10 just had more like, you know, plot, uh, what do you call it? Plot treats, treat, treat, treats yeah. to feast on. Like, ooh, ooh, that happened. Oh no, oh my god, that happened. That sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, just uh, enjoyable all around. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would probably flip that, but it's great. But yeah, that's all. It's all. I found ten because usually the 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 last eps of the season are usually really just you know plot devices to move us to next year. Yeah. And, you know, really not much usually happens. It's usually more of just a wrap-up. That's true. And the fact that so, that so much happened. And I, and I think that's why it, caught, it really caught me off guard. Because I just expected it to be like, okay, let's kind of wrap up some plot lines. Not like, oh my god, boom, 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 boom. Like, especially, okay. Plot get to it? Yeah. Yeah, plot literally, bomb. like, oh. plot bombs. Air raid yeah, plot like, bombs, yeah. And, we, and we'll definitely get into this, but even, like, down to Aya showing up in Westeros so quickly, it's like, oh, I'm going to forgive God. the time travel. Like, at first I was like, stop it. Just stop it. Like, how, there is no way. And like, you know what I mean? But then I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, let's start at the beginning. Take us, okay. take us, walk us through this magical journey. Sure. So, we have the first, and I believe it was... 18 minutes of this 69 minute program um, is the, well, the score. I want to say this is an original score that was written for this show. It was called the light of the seven. And we see Cersei, we see Marjorie, we see Tommen, we see the high sparrow, we see grand Maester Pycelle all getting dressed and it's kind of really elegantly done. You know, th- this is the day of the big trial. Um, you know, we have Loris Tyrell and we have Cersei who are both going to be, you know, put in front of these seven septas, I'm sorry, the seven septons uh, to be judged by the gods, you know, in this kind of farce trial set up by the High Sparrow because Tommen um, got rid of trial by combat. So it's kind of interesting to see everyone get ready. And, you know, there was even like a gag where like the High Sparrow put on a new sack, you know what I mean? <laughs> like he's got like six of the same stained sack and he's like, yeah, give me Thursday. Put me in Thursday. Um, <laughs> Let's go with the radish sack instead of my usual potato sack. Yeah, I was like, oh god. I mean, but even that was like interesting. It's like everyone's mindset, and you see, um, you know, the sept of Baylor is completely full with a gallery, and everyone's quite anxious. And there's just a natural tension, you know. And I think it's um, it was really elegantly done. But I'm not gonna lie, I was worried. I really was worried for the pacing, and it took me a few minutes to kind of just trust and just watch what was happening but i was like oh my god this is so slow this is so slow um but yeah, it was I really think, devouring to watch i think um this is a scene this first 20 minutes will be like more exciting almost to watch on a second go around it was yeah it really was for me when i yeah. did yeah because because you know then that tension becomes and the pacing becomes more uh, of a tent of a suspense thing mm-hmm. right so yeah I mean it was beautifully done beautifully and yeah. that score is pretty amazing 
Yeah, and I'm totally one of those people that is watching the clock while I'm watching the show because I'm enjoying it so much. I'm like, how much do we have left? Yeah, uh, I do that. And I was too. like, that's so, like, it's so counterproductive. But yeah, um, so yeah, so we, we see everyone getting ready. Can we talk we about see... Cersei's outfit? Yes. Of course, we're going to talk about Cersei's outfit because <laughs> I want to give props to the costume designer because Woo! that was the most amazing Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation inspired. Amazing. Like, honestly, like, can you say for people who watch House of Cards, like, now I feel like Robin Wright Penn is just stealing Cersei. Do you even know what though, I mean? Even like, though Robin Wright, Wright, Wright Penn came first in her world, that, that's how, do you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm ready to swap it now. I mean, oh, really? I see Cersei as the big bad. Like, Robin Wright Penn is like a poor man Cersei at this point. Because um, she's rocking the outfits, you know what I mean? She. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> but I feel like style, style-wise, that maybe they're that Cersei is kind of borrowing from that a little bit. Okay. I mean the hair. Either way. And now that the yeah, stately I mean, guard, like that, the power suit, yeah. the, the 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 Westeros dress, version dude. of a power suit. That was, you know, that was amazing. That yeah. was an amazing like Queen of the Night. Like, oh, I mean, there's so, so many things good. to pull off for that. Remember the Whitney Houston Queen of the Night outfit and Bodyguard? Like, yes. same shit, same man. Same shit, like, yeah. Like, totally. Anyway, it was great. And with the chains and the black, it was kind of, like, textured and they take it and, and, they, and it wasn't just, a, a like, a fluke. Like, a, you know, here we go. This is just for the trial thing. This was, like, this is her new direction in style. Well, now we find that out. Second, yeah. yeah, we got a second outfit, yeah. too, that was in this vein. And I was just, like... Yeah, totally. Slow clapping. Slow clap. Slow this. clap. Amazing. That was like Barbara Streisand circa 1992 when she had that like that like dress suit cut that she wore in different colors every time she performed for that like six month span. It was like Donna Karen made it. Yes. She cut like this is ex- this is cut exactly right. Oh and this is all I'm wearing. For, like I feel that way. Like I found like a tank top at like Old Navy, and I was like, I'm just gonna get this in every color because I'm five months pregnant, and this is the only thing that works. And we're done. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Because so yeah. So I want to rule the world, and I have many enemies yeah. to avenge. Blah blah blah. So I just gotta, I gotta get a uniform. Let's go. Yeah. 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 You fall into it, and it works. Yeah. So I thought it was awesome, and um, I really enjoyed. You know, just kind of. I didn't know what was gonna happen, and it was interesting because when the mountain comes into Tommen's room, when Tommen's is like, "All right, it's time to go down." now or never like really reluctant you know i was like is the mountain gonna kill tommen like i totally didn't know what was gonna happen like when he touches his shoulder yeah um and that was so effective to me so yes yeah, so we see everyone getting ready uh, i, I didn't think the pre- mountain was gonna kill tommen i didn't that didn't cross my all mind. right but it did to me yeah but it was just like anything was possible at this point because you knew how high the stakes were for cersei and then they they bring in loris oh first we should go to grandmeister pycel is with another young thing you know and they kind of remind us that he's been kind of the underground skeeve of all these seasons right right and you know she's like oh like no you gotta pay me and he's like don't worry later which is like the worst foreshadowing ever (sighs) and i thought it was really interesting because we do jump to the citadel later that we see pycelle put on his his uh chains you know which he forged you know he is the grand maester and if people don't realize, like, out of all the maesters, like, basically anyone that has a castle or that has some type of holdfast has a maester. And they're sent from the citadel. So there's really, like, hundreds of them. And they're, and they're kind of the way that the citadel controls the houses. So, like, your maester is your, like, guide, you know, your doctor, your, you know, confidant. You know, they send out the ravens. But they're also 
at times, people rumor to have an agenda. Right. Um, so Pycelle was the grand maester. I mean, so he was the number one maester in all of the maesters. And I think once we get the understanding of the scope of Old Town later, like that, like that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, to be the maester that's assigned to King's Landing. Yeah. So, you know, to kind of watch him, all those chains he has. And in the book, they make it very clear they're very heavy. Um, you know, but it's kind of like a badge of honor, you know, because you have, basically each chain is something you've studied. So whether it be alchemy, whether it be, you know, faith healing, whether it be whatever. So, you know, the fact that he's literally like dragging on the ground, these chains is just symbolic of his achievements. And then the whore, his, you know, creepiness. And then now we're going to watch his death. Yep. So I thought that was really cool foreshadowing. Uh, Yeah. So we're going to jump to Loris coming in to be sentenced. Um, the whole thing's kind of a farce, I think, man. I mean... Well, yeah. Yeah. Because this is the thing. I mean, here's my thing. So Marjorie clearly told him to just confess, right? Like, they didn't even start the trial portion. Well, it's... He was just like... See, he it was like, no need. Like something had been arranged already with the High Sparrow. Yeah. Because when yeah. the High Sparrow doesn't, you know... When it seems like he's not holding up his end of the bargain, Marjorie is visibly and vocally upset. She's upset. like, what, what the hell yeah. happened? I thought we said that he wasn't going to have to serve any time with the, with the, with the spare, whatever, the light of the sun. I don't know. No, it was not, it's not even serving time. I think, I don't, I, I think it was the mutilation. It was the carving. Oh, the mutilation. The right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, cause, cause that is, I was actually thinking about that. Like that's. That's almost worse than, let's say you do 10 years in jail, right? But then you get out of jail and nobody knows you're in jail. Yeah. You know, but to have this thing on your head the rest of your life, like, and then the fact he had to give up his lands, give up his title. I mean, he's the heir to Highgarden. Right. You know? But so it that's seemed like that was already part in of the, the bargain. Deal. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's pretty farcical. He's just desperate to get out of there. Right. Yeah. He just wants it. Be, I think he just wants it to be over. Yeah. Yeah. Being tortured daily. Wish. Yeah, I mean, I do find it interesting that Marjorie would make this deal, even if the mutilation wasn't a part of it. I mean, I don't know what her plan was to get her family's lands back. You know, I mean, that's their only heir. I, I don't know. It's just it's just very interesting because in the books there were two more Tyrell brothers, um, so it wasn't just Loras. All right. So so the stakes are pretty high with him being the only son. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting. It was but interesting she just wants to save him. his life, I think. That's Yeah, I think so. Really oh, yeah, okay. Okay. All right. I I I can I can see that. Yeah. Um but we but we did see how like yeah, so there was an arrangement. It was over pretty quickly. Um Marjorie's dad is stunned, Mace Tyrell, you know, Kevin Lannister's right there next to him. I think everyone's just kind of like how the hell did we get here? And there's an absence though. There's no Cersei and there's no Tommen. And Marjorie is one of the first people to pick up on this. She's a smart one. And, really sharp. Yeah, she is. She well, she was. And, she was. Yeah. And then kind of the High Sparrow is kind of like flipping about it. But then he sends Lancel to go find, to go bring her to court. And that's right. when Lancel leaves. He sees the little boy out in the courtyard and decides to give chase. So I, here's my question about a lot, a lot of what happened in this first, or I would say the last five minutes of this first 20, 20 minutes, um, yeah. didn't make a whole shit ton of sense to me. The first okay. thing being Lancel going out and seeing the little boy. Like, I don't understand. I didn't get why this was necessary. Um, 
you're right. I think there's a little, like, we're supposed to just go with it. But I have a feeling Lancel knew it was one of Kyburn's little birds. Or the ex-Varus birds. And just kind of gave chase. Or the kid did something or gestured something that he wanted to chase him. I mean, there was definitely... Done to get his attention. Right, but why was it done to get his attention? Why was this part of the plan? Because because I think Cersei made an elaborate plan, and the same way that Pycelle was lied to and said, okay, Tommen wants to talk to you. Right, that, that's the other thing, too, that I didn't quite get. Like, Yes, I think she was wanted Pice, personal... Wasn't Pycelle going to wind up in the Sept anyway? Yeah, but I think she... Per- I mean, she has a long history with Pycelle. I think she personally had Kyburn... She really just wanted him to get... She wanted to die to death by a bunch of yeah. kids. I mean, dude, like when you go off the grid, like she was at home, like scribbling these notes down, like, oh my God. And then, and then, you know what I mean? And you think like Lancel is the main one that betrayed her. Lancel yes. is the one that confessed and said that they used to fuck and that she killed Robert. So, so, she, so she's exacting a very personal re- revenge on these two pe- yeah. very personal relations to her. Okay. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, those those are people that, that directly, you know, she's got beef with. I mean, like, if, you know, in, in the same way, like, if Tyrion had, had been in King's Landing, she would have put him in, like, a vat of hot fat or something, you know? Like, right. it would have been something spectacular for her to, you know, and she even talks about how good it feels, you know, when she's giving Septa Unella. In the same way, she's got a special death for Septa Unella. Right, right. You know, these are, like, kind of the three people she's kind of, like, fingered. But see, um, but here's my, the, my, I get it. Maybe now I get the Pycelle more, but the Lancel, I still have a problem with because I think it was too, it was just a little too risky. It was, no, it was too risky because her, okay. you know what I mean? Like, okay, maybe capture him and exact your revenge on him. But I feel like to make, put him in a position to completely derail the entire plan, possibly, you know, like all he, see, all, I don't, all he I don't think he could have, all he had to do was survive that stab wound and get the there single stab wound yeah um i don't even think so because i think wildfire is so flammable that just the fact there's flame in there and remember he dropped his torch if he had walked down that hallway with his torch it would have been over before he even knew it right i don't yeah i guess i mean i i mean i totally get what you're saying i, I don't think you're wrong i think that it was done for for dramatic effect for the viewer and I don't think it makes much logical sense. Right. Um, okay. I think it was just a cool way to kind of inform us that the wildfire was underneath the sept. Got it. All right. Yes. Okay. Yes. You know what I okay. mean? And then I think they kind of just went with it. I'll like, take it. Good. Yeah. I wanted to make okay. sure I wasn't missing something, basically. But yes. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's just a rule of cool right now that it was like, rule how do we... cool. I like that. How come I've never heard that <laughs> before? <laughs> I, pr- I probably stole it from another podcast, um, to be honest. Yeah, I, I just think that, you know, basically, it's just, they wanted a cool way to say, look how much fucking wildfire is under the sept. <laughs> because honestly, those like, you know, those votive candles that they had burning down, I, know, I mean. votive candles, it's so true. <laughs> Votives. Those like from my first Wicca kit, you know what I mean? It yeah, was just like, or like Bed sure. Bath & Beyond, one of those, you know, 20-piece 20, yeah. 20 bags. <laughs> Like, like, yeah, like a 50 bag of tea lights. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I thought it was really cool. And I was like, and I was actually rooting for all of them to burn. Like, I wanted them to burn. Like, I was actually yelling at the TV when, like, um, 
when uh, Marjorie was like, everybody's got to leave. Then I was like, no, don't leave. Yeah, like, I was, I, just, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I want to see this. Come on, come on, come on. Let us see yeah, this. Let us I'm see like, this. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want them to survive. But the, I mean, I didn't want them to die, but I also just didn't want. Yeah. Anyway, well, so we what all I got wanted to happen was Mar- I wanted Marjorie to get out of there. You know, be like, get sure. Everybody has to get out of here. And they'd be like, ah, oh, fuck it. And then just, le- you know. I, I would have been totally fine if Marjorie and, and Loris had gotten out. No, I think Loris was ready to go. Yeah, but I but I but I wouldn't have been upset if like she had like slapped him in the face and been like, "We've got to move for the you know for the family right, growing right, strong," right, right, and he'd right. been like, "I'm back." I'm a, I mean, because I'm a you... little bit upset about Marjorie, by the way. I I am upset. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it I, sucks. She I enjoyed her. I liked her. I thought she was yeah, but a she smart made a fatal. Pl- yeah, but she didn't play at the end. She gave the high sparrow too much. Yeah, yeah. She she, she came. She went too far. You know and. And I think that's even what her grandmother was saying in their last scene a few weeks ago was like, what? Because, I mean, when she said that Loris has to give up his title and he has to, you know, basically walk the earth like a monk and have no possessions, her grandma's like, get the fuck out of here. You know, and Margie's like, just trust me. But I think she played wrong. I think that she gave up too much of her hand there. I Because if you think about it, if she had jumped in bed with Tommen and, you know what I mean, given him a couple weeks of crazy sex... You know, maybe they would have been able to negotiate or she would have been able to figure something out or, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like... No, she was arrested before any of that could happen. No, I'm talking after the fact, like when she got out. Like, she's been out for like a month because like the High Sparrow said to her, like, why aren't you sleeping with your husband like two weeks ago? Oh, right, right, right. You know, so I think... Anyway, I mean, I mean, I think... Well, the Tommen had that much She did a hell of a job. True, but maybe he could have been. I don't know. I, I'm just saying that she kind of she kind of sold her family out too far, right? Is what I think. Um, yeah. So that's what happened, and then, um, yeah, and then we see the big boom. You know, we see kind of the green flames as like Loris. I'm sorry, as Lancel attempts to blow out the candle. Just kind of just like, I, I mean, this was such a great effect, too, because I haven't seen anything like this in a really long time. Um, it was done so well. I mean, because we knew it was going to be a big explosion. Aside from like maybe crazy. Mel Gibson in any action movie. Yeah. <laughs> but this was like Michael Bay style. Like, Can you just see <gasps> stupid Mel Gibson, like, you know, put in a situation like where he's going to blow a candle out to prevent like world destruction? Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, so it was totally fucking super cool. And <laughs> the green the green slime pyrotechnic <laughs> explosion. Like it was like a, it was like it was like a cross between like the Ghostbusters yes. like Slimer yes. slash Nickelodeon, like you can't do that on television, slash like Thunderdome. I don't it was amazing. It was great. It's pretty it totally amazing. it totally worked. It blew the fuck out of the Sept of Baylor. I mean, for a second, you could be like, is anyone gonna... And then it was like the scene from Raiders of, of like the Lost Ark when like they looked at the Ark and everyone's yes, face just yes, melted. Yes, the melting, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, those the scenes of Lancel trying to blow out the votive candle. Um, yeah. Like, t- t- you know, spliced with, you know, cut to them and the Sept of Baylor and Marjorie like... Imp- Exploring the high Floating. sparrow, just like yeah. please, you have to. And she was like, "Listen, if Cersei isn't here, she knows what that means to not be here. She she knows yeah. the consequences of that. If she's not here, then she must know that something 
else is gonna happen meaning to us yeah. meaning to this meaning we're fucked like right come on, now fucked, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> and there was a really great moment between her and the high spot at the very like climax of the whole thing where like he finally kind of gets it and then he yeah. explodes <laughs> yeah and it's like no time no time for love dr jones no time for action like it for, is over it's it is pretty amazing game over yeah it's pretty and amazing. it's amazing for Cersei to take out everyone oh we kind of skipped um we kind of skipped as Pycelle's death oh um, at the hands of many death. little at the, at the at, at many little hands it brings a new definition to death by a thousand cuts um <laughs> yeah seriously Pycelle just got taken out this by like 25 homicidal so first graders it was like Sandy Hook revenge. No, oh my god, yeah. that's terrible. Oh, 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 oh my god, I can't believe I just made that oh. joke. Why? Why? On a day you, like today. Why did you oh. let me do that? Don't let me do that. That was terrible. Oh. Um, you, no, have, was, you have the editing powers. I don't know. I might have to take that out. I might have yeah. to remove that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yes, it was. Uh, it was a little cartoonish for me. It was the yeah. Little, I mean. Oh, was that? Oh, wait, did you see what just happened? Yes, okay, I did. Well, we're gonna keep going. Sorry, a cat and a suitcase just fell on me. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was cartoonish, but at the same time, I have to say, um, like another character from the books died this way, so they kind of gave it to Pycelle. So oh, it was just kind of, it was just kind of poetic justice, I guess. I don't know. It was it was I was fine with it because those kids are like demonic, like. Chucky's now to me, so like not, you know what I mean. Like that's how it was. Well, yeah, I mean that's it's a terrible world. This is a terrible world. It's a terrible world. Yeah, child, totally child is. soldiers, man, it's terrible. Yes, it's a terrible world. Not cool. But anyway, I mean, um, yeah, I get it. It was effective, I, I guess. I yeah, know. it was. It was totally effective. Um, yeah, so that was basically our first death of the episode and then boom 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 yeah and we lost about six more regular cast members the next second and then uh we kind of see the wide shot of cersei looking from her from her groom <laughs> as the whole fucking town explodes <laughs> and the screams and she just takes a sip of red wine and i'm like wow like a long draw kind of like a red there wine. is i mean it should speak to just about any I would say person, but it is a specific, at the risk of sounding like whatever, not a feminist, but maybe it is a feminist statement to say, I think every woman identifies with Cersei in this moment. Um, Just a little bit. Everyone, everybody. Look, I have to admit there was a time several years ago where if a bunch of people at a certain place had been all blown up with wildfire (laughs) and I lit the cause of it, I would have had the same goddamn reaction. Right. You know what I mean? So I totally understand. You just want to blow it all up sometimes, you know? Yeah. Fuck it. This is the only option. Um, yeah, loved loved the sip the sip uh, of the wine. <laughs> it was just and, then, and her little and her tiny, was, tiny tiny smile. It was it was great. It was great. And then amazing was like the cut to Tommen and like the screaming. You know, like Tommen's watching from his window. Yeah. And even like my husband's like, is, is that like people outside at the bar outside? I'm like, no, those are people dying in King's Landing. <laughs> That's the surround. Yeah, they're sound. watching CNN, going, "Oh no!" Ah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, they're dying. Yeah, so, it was... <laughs> so um, yeah, that was pretty effective. So Cersei is like literally drinking in, you know, the deliciousness of uh, revenge. 
revenge and vengeance. The sweetest, and most and, like, yeah, yeah, the best. It's like it's Doomsday like revenge. the moment you know that your mom's a crazy bitch, like confirmed. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> yes. And then like, and then go wow. and then she and then obviously to, you know what happens with Tom and happens where he um, takes his crown off and well that's is that after the Septa Unella scene or is that before? Uh oh okay the, I think that's after the Sept. That's after yeah. yeah because 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 the mountain's gone. Right. So then we see the mountain leave his doorway. Right. Um, and then the next scene, Cersei has Septa Unella kind of like tied up to like a plank and she starts to basically wine board her. Um, which is just the Cersei version of waterboarding. Which, by the way, like, and, if, like this, if you weren't, if you're, <laughs> your, sympathi- your sympathies are lying with Cersei already because she's pulled off this massive, incredible move. And then to further drive it home, this, you know, Ornella is like, refuse, like, blah, 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 with wine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. fuck yeah. this fucking pious bitch. Whatever. Just drink. Yeah. And just then, open up your mouth. And then, like, drink that wine. You know it was the good stuff. Like, you, you know it was the Arbor Gold. Like, oh, yeah. Cersei's wine. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, please, come on. Um, so, 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 out of it how she feels when she lies and she admits to basically everything like this should be a word for the wise like anyone you should know you're about to die for sure when somebody confesses all their deepest darkest secrets especially someone like Cersei she's like yeah I fuck my brother it's like oh you're Uh you're done you're dead you're done you're You're never you're never leaving this room you're you're done and like yeah my son is illegitimate it's like oh boy just better like start holding your breath and see and see if you can strangle yourself at this point um yeah, but she kind of has, I think, one of those frightening, for this show, scenes. When Septa Unella, like, comes with a comeback, like, I'm ready to meet my, my maker today. And Cersei's like, oh, today? you're not dying today. <laughs> today? Like, that was just so perfect. Oh, today? <laughs> you're not going to die today. Oh, you and, poor, oh, you poor dear. You're not dying today. I'm yeah. so sorry. That was, that oh, was downright. God. That was Chilling. downright. Yeah. Chilling. Yeah. That was, it was amazing work. It was amazing dialogue. It was amazing acting. Yes. And you could just see the crazy bats behind Cersei's eyes. Like, this, yes. she is gone. She is gone. And like, this is even gone. before Tommen dies. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, she's, or, yeah. she's sure she yeah. still has something to live, something, someone to be good for. She still yeah. has her son. Yeah. And as forget as far as she's it. Concerned. When that guy's, when that kid's gone, for oh, fucking for, get, get it. it. Yeah, so then we see, and this is even before she brings the mountain in and tells him to take his helmet off. Like, I saw a few, like, assumptions of what was going to happen. What did you glean that Septa Unella's fate with the zombie mountain was going to be? I think he's ripping off limbs. That's what I thought. And then I read all the stuff about how he was going to rape her. And I'm like, I didn't get a rapey vibe at all. No, no. Not at all. No, I mean, I feel like, why is that, not to, to... diminish rape or whatever but yeah, of all never. the things that you know the mount, zombie mountain can do rape seems like the the nicest thing he could do do you know what i mean i mean unless like clyburn put on like a big baseball bat dead zombie cock i mean i don't true. know he's like nun, yeah right? he could he could right that's true that's true i don't think there's a reason to do that though i don't think i don't i don't and Kyburn no one's ever talked that. about it yeah right and i don't so. ever talked about it and plus like you know she's just she's just um 
Yeah, I think she's going to be like, yeah, just flayed even. Like, it's going to be like a Ramsey Bolton style slow. I think it's going to be limbs being ripped off. I think we've seen him rip heads off. I think we know, I think he's just going to, you know, kind of like get into a nice, break break into a nice jog here and fucking exercise his powers and rip some limbs off. Yeah, totally, totally. So yeah, so this was pretty creepy. And then we go back to Tallman, and, you know, we see the city still burning, and then he kind of has this, like, page or servant boy ready to go, I'm so sorry, your highness, you know what I mean? And kind of give him, like, encouraging, and Tallman doesn't respond. And then he does this really cool thing where he goes off camera. Yeah, I like this. Takes off his crown, walks off camera, and you're kind of like, okay, that's weird. And then comes back in the shot, and with his back to us, walks, he just walks out of the window. Like, he doesn't jump. Yeah. He just steps out. Yeah. So. Peace. Yeah. Dead. Splattered. Yep. And like, and like, of course, like the first time I saw this, like 10 minutes after the episode finished, I thought it was hilarious. But like the Reddit joke of the week was, oh, I guess that's why they call it King's Landing. <laughs> so let's put oh, that joke so crazy. to bed. Yeah. It's not but funny But that is anymore. actually kind of funny. Um, it was for the first minute. It's not funny anymore. So interesting. I mean, I'm sure you watched the After the Throne, not After the Thrones, but the uh, D&D commentary after the episode. Right? I actually don't watch any of those. You don't watch those. Okay, so no. the D&D commentary after this episode brought up a really great point, which was that, you know, after this big, crazy fucking insanity happens at the Sept of Baylor that she you know, puts in motion. Um, she should have been with her son. She should have been well, yeah, with I Tommen think... instead of exacting revenge on Ornella. Sure, but also, she, does she have the capacity to even think about consoling Tommen? That's not Cersei. Well, yeah, but that's... Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of the point, right? I mean... She's short-sighted. Like, I have... Like, I also... Like, I know my mother loves me and would probably also commit crimes for me but she's not the comforting type like i don't think she would be like let me go make sure Angie's okay like she'd just be like and plans you know like step six like yeah you know what i mean make sure that check clears to, to the bounty hunter like you know like sh- like i don't know and i think that's that's staying true to character like if cersei went up to tommen and started like stroking his head and being like well it is well it is okay. true to character no it is true to character i mean the d the d the double d's pointed it out they wrote the character they're not saying like this is a mistake we made they're saying this is a mistake she made. Totally. She, and I totally she, agree. She totally made this agree. mistake. Yeah. She, you know, she could have just paused for a second and been like, I just killed my son's wife. Maybe I should be. And his father-in-law. With him for this. And his brother-in-law. Right. And his, and his granduncle. I mean, that was Cersei's uncle, Kevin yeah. Lannister. I mean, yeah. that was a Lannister that went. Yeah. Um, and he's yeah. a, he's a, and he's a boy. He's a boy. He's a tiny little I don't baby know. king, king cake baby. What do you think Joffrey would have done? Would he have killed himself? No. No. But what do you think Joffrey's reaction to mom killing my wife that I was really into and taking matters into into her own hand would have been? I think he would have tried to kill Cersei. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to get a gauge. Like it's, I think she's read all of her children wrong. Yeah. That's one of her... Failings as a mother is her self-absorption yeah. to the point where she can't understand her own kids. You know, Tommen yeah. is qu- quite, quite weak, strikingly so. And, yeah. you know, like a little, little king cake baby. And yeah. he needed some, 
He needed some cake around him. He's he a needed cake something. Cake baby. He needed something, and it, it yeah. He needed her to say something. Say to something. Or just be there to like prevent him from jumping out the window. You know, like she she played it completely wrong, and she had revenge on her mind more than taking care of her family. That's it. Yeah, totally. Um, so I yeah, I think that was really cool, and so that's kind of where we leave it. That that shocking step off the ledge in King's Landing for a bit. And um, we go to River Run. I'm sorry. We go to the Frey's Castle. Right. Yes. Which I am blank. Oh, we go to the twins. That's what they call it. The twins. And we're back in the same room as the Red Wedding. And we have Walder Frey throwing a banquet for the Lannisters. Um, Jamie and Bronn are kind of there begrudgingly. You know, Jamie looks like he's done. And we see the serving girl kind of coming up and eyeing Jamie, to which Braun comments, you know, that's what they all do for you, and he's kind of jealous and kind of still on that arc he had a couple episodes back. And Jamie sees a couple women in the corner and says to Braun, you know, maybe you should... Let me give you a hand with these two, and he kind of does does a soft intro. Uh, Walder Frey sees the moment, walks over to Jamie, kind of congratulates him, but at the same time congratulating himself. And Jamie kind of gives a dig, like, well, are you a conqueror if somebody has to come and take it back every time you lose it? And, you know, Walter Frey, though, stands up for himself and is like, you can insult me all you want. I'm used to it. Let me name all the people that have insulted me that are now dead. And the serving girl kind of keeps reappearing, which, again, is even cooler on second watch. And um, we find, <laughs> like, if you watch it the second time, it's so cool. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I got yeah. She's, like, in the back. She's in the back of the frame, but she's, like, staring at Jamie, like, death stare at yeah. Walter Frey and Jamie Lannister. Um yeah, so they have this, like, conversation, and, like, Jamie kind of walks away in a huff. And, well, uh... basically accuses him of never being in a... Like, have you ever fought in any... Yeah, and then, like, Frey's like, well, you know, like, what's the point of fighting? It's to conquer, and I've conquered, you know? Right, and right. Jamie kind of comes back and is like, well, if somebody has to take it back for you... Then you're not really conquering count. much of anything. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So and he's like, fuck this. And he, yeah, storms off. So, yeah, so, you know, we kind of get to this point where, you know, for me, I was just kind of like, okay, we get it. You know, we're, I can't believe we're back with Walter Frey. I was kind of confused. Like, really? We need to, like, wrap this up? But yes. We find out. Yes. Why? We find out Why in we're a little there. bit. Right. And then we flip back to King's Landing. This is our last, um, our next scene in King's Landing. And we see Kyburn with the body of Tommen and, you know, Cersei's there and they have a shroud over him and Cersei wants to see him. Which Kyburn doesn't recommend, but she does. She looks at him. And then, you know, he kind of like has a sly line where he's like, Well, we can't bury him in the Sept of Baylor because it was destroyed today. Um so what do you want to do with his remains? And she's kinda of cold. I mean I I This was I see really people, cold. Yeah. I see where people like didn't understand Cersei's response, but I think she's like slash and sl- shock, but also she's insane at this point yeah and yeah she says burn him uh basically bring him to ashes and scatter him with where the rest of his family is at the ruins of the sept yeah that was pretty harsh yeah so peace out tommen your mom incinerates you immediately so he's not going to get his cool eye stones no sucks no yeah no more (laughs) eye stones yeah yeah so, uh, yeah, so she seems very cold. It's, and... like, redundant with him. He already has fucking dumb baby eye stones anyway. I know. He was born with his eye stones. Yeah, he was born with his <laughs> eye stones, and it's true. 
I fucking hate him. It's annoying to me that he died like by committing suicide because then it's like he's more empathetic. I don't know, more sympathetic that way. Yeah, I wanted I him to die. Was, I wanted someone to kill was, him. You know, I think it's more pathetic because it's like he couldn't even like deal with the next chapter. Like, think of think of the Lannisters. Could you imagine Jamie or Tyrion or Tywin, like? committing they would be like where is that bitch or they'd be like okay next chapter like you know he wasn't cut out for this you know he's, he's he a poor incest he's a poor, incest, a poor baby. incest baby it's true yeah, yeah he he's wasn't got equipped. like chromosomal matching he's got matching chromosomes dude <sighs> like things aren't going well um okay is that a genetic t- geneticist term he's yeah, got well. matching chromosomes what the fuck does that i don't mean? think that's i'm just going with it i'm not sure if that's actually what it's called but i think that's what it is <laughs> He's got, he's got, he's got mirrored, mirrored chromes. Really? And I don't know. Is that a thing? No, I'm making this up. No, I'm making this up. Oh, okay. No idea. <laughs> I'm making I'm this up. I'm pretty sure that doesn't exist. Yeah. He's got a 23JL and a 22JLK <laughs> that meet at a 90 degree angle and cause him to uh, be a real pussy. It's called the pussy effect. Scientists, scientists have just discovered the pussy gene. <laughs> I am, and it's, Tom's got it. Um, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. All right. All right. Cool. Um, so next we go to one of our new locations, which is so exciting, which is Old Town. And goddamn, they nailed this, man. They nailed this. Um, this was absolutely beautiful. At first, I was like, "Really?" So that guy just kind of drops them off ten miles from town and like across an ocean. But I get that it was because they wanted to show us the amazing <laughs> old town. Yeah, old town, like from afar, uh, from a cliff. Like it just made me laugh at first. I was like, "And poor Gilly, get that girl a stroller." Would you? That's like, what I kept thinking. Okay, here's the thing. Like now, now I'm gonna get real with this. Ready? Because right, we're yeah. dealing with like a uh, prehistoric, not prehistoric, but like you know, medieval society. <laughs> Whatever. You know, like old times, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They, there are many, many, many ancient ways that we've all figured out to carry children on us. Sure. It involves a little bit of cloth and a little bit of, there's just a couple of knots. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You just, you just got to get those, you know, Girl Scout cookie knots going. Yeah. What yeah, the fuck? Got it. Where is her wrap? Where is her baby wearing? Why, why the f- Give this woman... A fucking piece of cloth. And she looked great. And by the way, Gilly she looks looked great. great. Well, the, it's the hair. This was... She got her... Hair, old, she got her... She, southern town. hair. Southern hair. From her from his family. And it looks great. She's She got her blowout. And she's riding She got her blowout. She's riding she got her, her blowout. blowout. There's, like a, there's like a couple bobby pins happening. Everything's coming together. <laughs> Except now she's got a year old child who's just kind of just dangling. Or like an eight month... Like a really big nine, ten month old. What, ha, how old is that kid now? Like 16? Oh my God. Like, He's like at least 18 months. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. She's just like carrying him. But at least he seems a bit dopey. So it's not like he's trying to run away. But this to me, I mean, there are a lot of obviously implausible things that happen on the show. But that after fucking 18 months, she hasn't figured out how to like strap this kid to her. That is bullshit to me. That's bullshit. I mean, to be fair, like Jilly was born in a place where nobody left like a single hut for like a hundred years. <laughs> Yeah, but still, like, when you're doing chores, you're doing whatever, you're building fires, blah, 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 you figure out how to strap a kid to you. That's, like, kind of... Maybe. Maybe. But you think Craster, just to play devil's advocate, there were, like, 19, 22 wives there. Like, maybe somebody was, like, head babysitter, and then the... I don't know. I don't know. Eh. I mean, I don't think you went... Bullshit. I don't think Craster... I don't think Craster let you leave, like, 10 feet... You know what like I a think? a 10-foot radius you know around Craster's keep. I what think... Do you, what do you think? You know what I think? 
I think the, the, the creative team at the core of this show has very few mothers, actual right. mothers, who, who would look at a scene like this and go, could you please give ridiculous. her a rap? This is ridiculous. Nobody <laughs> carries a baby like this. And I don't care what the fuck time it is and what the fuck, wh- where you are. This is bullshit. All right. Fair enough. I think that's something they should, for next season, because it looks like we're going to be seeing a little bit more Sam and Gilly and baby Sam. Definitely. They should, uh, they should work on that. So, okay, so we get to Old Town. Um, this is the only part of this episode that occurred in the books, FYI, people. So the only stuff that I did kind of know about was Old Town. And we see Sam and Gilly arrive. There's a prefect or whatever, a door guy who um, is noting how irregular this is. You know, Sam kind of gives him a letter from Lord Commander Jon Snow. He looks up immediately and says, I have Gior Mormont as Lord Commander. And he's like, oh, well, Grandmaster um, Grandmaster Eamon uh, got too sick to send a letter announcing the new Lord Commander. And then he died. And now I'm here to take his place. And this guy kind of looks at him like, okay... This is highly irregular. Right, right. And you kind of don't know how this is going to go, but he does give Sam access to the library, which we all think, okay, it's just a library, until that room unfolds on itself. And that is so spectacular, I thought. Yeah, it's pretty um, cool. Talk about, like, a book guy's, like, wet dream. Yeah. You know, and it's like all the secrets of the of the universe, basically, are in this place. And I thought it was cool that all the books were on chains, too. Yeah. Um, it's kind of cozy, like, how important every page is in that place. Um, I did feel bad for Gilly. Who wouldn't? <laughs> but it was, like, kind of like, he's like, okay, I'll, I'll see you later. And it's like, there's, like, not even a chair. Like, yeah. so we can all just assume she's standing there with the baby for another week and a half. Because it doesn't seem like Sam's going anywhere anytime soon. Mm, yeah, no, he's got a lot of books to read. He's not. Yeah, like, he's not yeah, like anytime someone says he'll be with you, you can wait. In the library, it's going to be at least a day. At least. Right. At least a day. Well, at least now Gilly has, like, a nice cavernous hall to, to like, let Sam practice walking a little bit. <laughs> That's true. Like set that kid down. Get him to take a few steps. That's totally true. What did you think of the decor of the library interior? I feel like these questions, when you ask them, are loaded. What did you think of the interior of the library? I thought it was fucking amazing. Dude. Yeah, it was amazing. I thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. And did you notice <laughs> Did you notice that the light fixtures were the same things that rotate in the beginning of the episode? Like, mm. they're, they're, they're part of the opening credits. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a huge key to I what totally, the show's about. Right, yes. I totally, I get the sense where we're, like, behind the looking glass kind of thing. Yeah. In this room, this yes. Because of, because of that, yeah. Because of the... Dude... Yes. I haven't been that excited about a library in a really long time. Like, I wouldn't like, be I surprised really if this. somewhere in the Old Town Library or whatever is, like, the, the, the map that we're looking at. You know, like, a yes. working version that you crank. You know, that somebody cranks yes. and, like, all these things kind of pop yes. up. And, you know, like, you, somebody, like, like, somebody carefully, meticulously edits yes. each portion of it when some, some news comes in through the Ravens and they, you know what I mean? Like, yes. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my fucking God, that's crazy. Yes. Do you understand the level of detail of this show? That, like, an opening sequence from season one, five and a half years ago, is being paid off. Yeah, that's amazing. That's It's amazing. It's amazing. And, yes, I so hope that, like, Matt, Anna, 
and it, it like it becomes like a thing. Be yeah. The, the, oh the, my it's god! Like, it's a real thing that's that exists, and somebody's so maintaining cool. it. There's I am. Like a, I am an hoping old map guy that's like like all crusty yeah. and fucking weird because all he does is ma- maintain this map. Yes, totally. All of it. I want all. Totally. Of it. Yes. Totally. I want the answers to everything. I want to know how to kill White Walkers. <laughs> I want to know how to forge Valerian steel. I want to know everything. I want to know what you're supposed to feed dragons and what you're not supposed to feed dragons. Like all these secrets that are in in a book somewhere in that room. Sam, you've got a hell of a job in front of you, man. <laughs> hell of a job. So, what um, happens next? Really cool. For Sam, or in the next part of the episode? Uh, for the episode. Oh, um, we go to Winterfell. And we've got Melisandre and Jon Snow having a bro session. And then Davos comes in and interrupts it. Oh, that's and right. And throws, throws Shireen's partially burned stag toy... And I gotta say, Melis. Oh, sorry. Let me back up to Old Town really quickly. Did you notice when they had that wide shot of Sam and Gilly when they were looking at the city from afar that all the white ravens were being launched from the tower? Yes, I did notice that. That is the symbol of winter. So each one of those ravens was going to a house somewhere in the land. Okay, to to say that winter is here. Yeah, to say like, like officially news news channel four. I would Doppler five thousand. <laughs> Doppler five thousand is stating that is winter has come. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. All right, so we're back at Winterfell and we see Melisandre and Davos finally have the conversation that is a season overdue, which is what is happening with Shireen. I thought this scene was really crazy. Um, it was really emotional. You could just see, you know, Davos is like, I loved her as my own. How could you do this? Oh, he's you know, and so actually, Melisandra, Melisandra has a pretty great comeback, and she's like, her parents did this, right? Um, you know, and you can't blame me. Of course, Davos does. Just as a sidebar, um, there is a there is a lot of speculation on the internet that the reason why the snow is gone from Winterfell is because of the burning of Shireen. Um, that that part of the spell did work because that's why they burned Shireen was because. Stannis' army got stuck in that snowstorm and they were kind of, you know, starving and freezing and they couldn't have the attack on Winterfell. And then the next morning, the day they all lost, the next morning that the snow did, did start to melt. And the fact that here we are a few months later and there is still really not much snow at Winterfell on the ground. Like we saw that battle last episode and there was, you know, it was, it was, it was a lot more mud than snow. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, so there are some theories that, you know, Melisandre does have some powers and maybe half of the spell worked, you know, like she, she got rid of the freakish early winter from Winterfell, but you know, it didn't mean victory for Stannis. I mean, she definitely has power. She brought a dude back to life. That's enough. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough for me. I mean, whether or not it's like completely in her control for her to like, you know. Yeah. I don't know if she knows how to drive the car, but she, you know, but, you know, but she's got the gear shifts doing something. You know what I mean? I don't really know. Sure. If she knows what she's doing, but like something's happening. Yeah, I agree. But it's just an interesting theory that like maybe it wasn't all in vain. Okay. That is interesting. Um, yeah. But getting back to like what's happening though right now, Davos totally. is fucking insanely enraged he oh wants, he's insane yeah he wants her to die he wants he wants her dead yeah 
Absolutely. And and Jon Snow, you know, kind of gives them half of what each want. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't sentence Melisandre to death, but he, ban- but he banishes her from the north. And then he threatens her with, but if you come back, you'll die. And Davos is like, don't worry, I'll do it myself. You know, to kind of just, like, reiterate. You know what I mean? Like, so they both accept their punishment. I mean, she's clearly forlorn and she wants to serve Jon because she thinks that he's Azor Ahai. Um, she wants to But she leaves. Him. Yeah, she does. She wants to fuck him so bad. <laughs> yeah, she does. I mean, yeah, she's she been leaves. fucking these crusty, like, whatever, supposed chosen ones for how long? For 300 years. Now she finally oh, yeah, gets a real true. beefcake to get behind, and she doesn't get to fuck yeah. him. She's so mad, I bet. Well, she had, she had like, Gendry for 20 seconds a few seasons ago. Nah. You know, just for a hot minute. Just for a hot minute. But not like a, you know, a king. A, proper, no. a king that she's serving that she gets to fuck whenever she wants. Like, yeah, that's not True, happening. yeah. That's true. That's He's true. never even seen her so, tits. Yeah. I'm sure she's like, but wait till you see mine. You haven't even seen my tits yet. <laughs> just wait. Just I thought it was wait. really... I thought also, like, another element of this scene that really worked is because the two actors, uh, the actress that plays Davos and the actress that plays Melisandre, have been working together in, like... British plays for like a long time. Oh, for real? They're old. Yeah, they're old friends um, that have been peers for a long time. So I think that's, yeah, I think that was kind of a, another le- layer to why they were so good together in the scene. And in many scenes that they've that they've had together. Yes, um, yes, they are good. Davos is great. I like her too. Yeah. You know, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to get a handle on uh identifying with her right because who, yeah who identifies with a woman that has tits that perfect but well and who is like 400 years old yeah like, that's really impressive it's <laughs> a whole nother it's a whole nother level but she's doing a great job clearly yeah totally um so next we have sansa standing on um you know a balcony at winterfell and we have john walk up to her and they finally have their heart to heart Yes. About why she didn't tell him about the, the soldiers of the Vale of Arryn, and do we trust Littlefinger? And she kind of makes it very clear, like, only an idiot would trust Littlefinger. She apologizes, I should have told you. John stresses that they should have trusted each other, that they have to trust each other. They have too many enemies now. And she seems amicable to it. And they have a joke about, you know, he says that they're making up the Lord's Chamber for her, and she's like, Mom and Dad's room? Like, no thanks. You, you should have it. And he's like, no, no, no. You're the Lady of Winterfell. Hint, hint. Like, you're the true-born kid. You should take it. Um, And she kind of doesn't agree. But then they come into, like, an an in-sibling joke about, you know, like, the raven came today. Winter has come. And he's like, well, Dad always promised. You know, and, and, like, I thought that was, like, a nice... That was cute. I mean, I thought I almost cried actually. Like, that was, like, a... That was, like, a, you know, it was cool. No, I see. I could see why, yeah. You know, it's just, they've been through so much. So I thought that was a really cool scene. And I don't understand why people still think that Sansa's out to get John. I think they're fine and they're cool and she loves her brother and she wants him to be in charge. Um, I'm going to disagree with you, actually. I don't right, think we it's... can talk about it in the next scene. Yes. But I'm just going to put that out there. I think that she's, she's totally, she admitted her fuck up. She admitted why she didn't tell him about the, you know, the soldiers from the Vale. He forgives her. You know, he doesn't, like, lay into her, like, thousands of men died because you didn't tell me what was about to happen. 
Um, which he easily could have gone into and been right. So, yeah. I didn't mind it too much. No, I didn't so mind. Right no, I didn't mind this, but I do. I think I think Sansa's very she's got a very layered thing going on right now. And I don't think it's necessarily um com- completely nefarious. I don't think she's like necessarily scheming, but I think we're dealing with a very we're dealing with a survivor right now who okay. is going to survive. And Jon Snow is actually not a survivor. He's a dyer. He died. And yeah. he has said repeatedly, like, I'm kind of over the fight and the living thing. Like, I'm dead. I should have, I should be dead. Yeah. And I think Sansa, on a very base, intrinsic level, I, has identified him as someone who doesn't want to fight. And... Sure, is, but also... I think she is me, hedging I her bets. I think she is reserving and hedging her bets for okay. whatever. You know, so that, I think that, that was part of why she didn't tell him about the, the veil. Like, she wasn't sure they were coming. But also, she wasn't sure what the best play for her was. I think right, I, mean, I think the best play for Sansa is always at the top of Sansa's mind rather than her relationship with John. Even though she wants it okay. to be, maybe. I'm going to I'm going to reserve this. That's it. I I'm going to reserve my rebuttal for after we get through Dorne till we get to the next Winterfell scene. Okay. Um so let's just get Dorne over with. Okay? I was wrong. I really thought we'd never see it again this season, but I got to tell you if Dorne had to come back for a minute, this was the way it had to happen. Okay, so if you were wrong, does that make me... No. Right, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, sure. You know, if you want this one, I'll, I'll give it to you. I don't remember I just you said... advocating passionately that Dorne would be back. No, no, I never said, I never advocated passionately because I didn't want it to happen, but I kept warning you, like, yeah. I think it might happen. I mean, I, th- I know you're convinced it's not going right. to happen, but I think it might happen. Jamie, Jamie Salini, you were right. <laughs> Dorn is back. Feels so empty. That's uh, oh, such a cheap. A, it wasn't empty. It was, was full. Of, it was win. full of something. It was full of something. Um, yeah. So Dorn. Dorn is back, and we see Lady Olena um, dealing with Alaria Sand and three of the Sand Snakes, and she immediately like just smacks down each each one of them with a backhanded comment, or or a direct comment. I mean, oh my god, this was awesome like watching a, her handle them. Like an this angry little boy. Ugh. I loved it. But that was so. That was so for the fans. You it know was. What I mean? That yeah, was yeah, how yeah. everybody feels. It's like, total she usually said what we all feel. Right, right. Totally. It was like um, watching, you know, like fucking Helen Mirren talk to the Spice Girls or something. Yeah, I mean, I mean it was full full on Dowager Countess. Yeah. Maggie Smith. Um, sorry guys. I'm like fading out here. But I'm here. Um, so yeah, so we see Dorne and, you know, like a, they're trying to sell her on the whole thing, you know, the whole like your family's survival and she's like my family's gone like there is no survival like they've killed any possibility i'm an old lady there's no way there's going to be any more tyrells that spring up from me it's over and then she goes oh okay so i like i think i said the wrong word i meant you can have anything you want and then the entrance of varus so we do find out for the first time we have confirmation after varus left marine the day of the siege which was suspicious that he actually was up to good and he's been out here time traveling um for Daenerys Targaryen but Dorne isn't that far from Marine, is it 
It's okay. I'm gonna. I might put a map up after our podcast tomorrow, just to explain. Like somebody on Reddit did an amazing job for how much Varys would have to travel during this episode. Because <laughs> then it goes and back to Marine, right? Yeah, just don't defend it because it's ridiculous. <laughs> and no, I'm just. I'm not. Defending I'm not gonna. I'm asking. I'm not I'm gonna asking. pick it apart, and I'm not gonna pick it apart because okay. it works. Like I'm. I'm okay. Like I'm okay with all of this because it needed to happen, and I'm 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 forgiving the show because they did what they had to do. Um, there's a character that's coming a bit later that I it I found harder to forgive the time travel, but Varys, whatever, he's shifty. It's fine. Um, so yeah, so we see that you know he's talking fire and blood, and he gives a pretty impassioned speech. And we see Lady Olena's eyes perk up, and hell yeah, the Reach has gone to Daenerys. That is a huge part of Westeros, dude. That is the breadbasket. That is the food for the winter. Yep. It's sided with Daenerys Targaryen, and they are outwardly against Cersei Lannister. Yep. So, hello setups for season seven. Hello. I thought that was super fucking cool. And a great use of these women. Um, a great use of Dorne. Because... Yeah, I'm going to use Adorn and a great use of, like, okay, this is definitely, like, girl power next season. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this yeah. is, this like, season, all of, this all season of these women. But think, but think of this, though. You have all these women running houses. You know, you have Lady Olena, who really let her son, Mace, be the face of the Tyrell house, even though he was a bumbling idiot. But now she's in charge, de facto. You have, you know, the bastard, you know, like, Illyria Sand, who was just, who was just Oberon's lover. You know what I mean? who's now running all of Dorne. And you've got them siding with Daenerys Targaryen, who's fucking running every motherfucking thing out east. Yeah. So it's pretty, I think it's pretty impressive. It's a lot of, a lot of girl power. Um, vengeance, justice, fire and blood. Um, so we understand that that's what's happening. Um, Lady Tyrell does mention, how can I trust you? You know, you killed your own leader. You know, they come up with a pretty good excuse for that. But I think at this point, there are a lot of angry people. And then speaking of Marine, our next scene is in Marine, and we see Daenerys breaking up with Dario. Right. That happens in this episode. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, this um, is boring. Blah, blah, blah. Well. Skip I, it. Yeah, I mean, it was touching. There's not much to talk well. about. Whatever. All right, I was shocked, but then she has a heart-to-heart with Tyrion, and she names Tyrion the Hand, Hand of the, the Queen. Queen. Awesome, which, great, which we love moving. it. Moving on. <laughs> Look, it was a 70-minute episode. Dude, we're at an hour. We are clocking in at an hour right now, and we're not I even know. 40% all right. done all right. this episode. We are. We're, we're 74% done. Okay. okay, all right. So then we, then we can time travel from Marine to the twins, and we see Walder Frey... With the other, with the serving girl that was making eyes at Jamie Lannister, Blum, requesting yes, the presence of yes, of, so awesome. of his sons. Where are my sons? Where are Black Walder and Lothar? Where are they? Where are they? And she's like, "Excuse me, sir. They're right here. They're already here." Blah blah blah. Frey pie, fingertips. <laughs> Pretty gross. Pretty, Pretty gross. gross. A little and bit awesome. Walder but, Frey, you know. Walder Frey gets it immediately, um, and then. The serving girl rips her face off, and she announces herself as Aya Stark. Walder Frey looks shocked, and then she slits his throat and gets revenge for all of her murdered family. Yay! Woo-hoo! Yay! We, we are now fast-forwarding times three. 
Um, I, this is ridiculous that I am, is in that, is that the twins? Like, what if I have been in Old Town. Fuck, are you serious? Like, or like so at a port ridiculous. city. But this, this bitch got to the Riverlands. Like, come on. This, we shouldn't have seen Aya again until the first episode of episode of, uh, season eight. Like, that would have made more sense. But anyway, right. she's at the Riverlands, which means she's like 10 feet from Brienne. She's like twenty five seconds from John and Sansa. Yep. Like we are, we are at the edge of a huge Stark reunion right now. Woohoo! <laughs> like, holy shit! Somebody's coming home. Uh, yeah. So, oh, and plus we have the Hound, who is heading north from the Riverlands north. So we're clearly gonna have an eye and the Hound reunion. Everybody's put on their seatbelts. Shit's happening. I thought it was cool. I don't know. I, 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 it took me a minute to get over it, and it was a good death, and goodbye, Walder Frey. And... It's cool. All right, next. No, anybody, I, we all want to see Walder Frey die. Everybody does. Who yeah. doesn't? It's and, a fucking and then, gross ironically, okay, so we're going to talk about Frey Pie again. I'm not going to forget this. Next scene, we're back at Winterfell. We have Sansa at the Godswood, and we have creepy uncle, everyone hates, Littlefinger. I like Littlefinger a little of, bit. Weirdly. No, no, you don't. No, you I do. Don't. It's, I don't, I don't, I, I can't explain it. I, it's not like I like, like, you know, a hundred percent unequivocally, unequivocally like him, but there is something in me that like, likes him. <laughs> okay. I'm going to press fast forward. So Littlefinger and Sansa have a heart to heart, or at least on his end. He finally gives her, he shows her his cards. He has a vision, you know, and he has a hard day. His vision is him on the Iron Throne and her next to him. You know, so it's confirmed. He wants is the, to. Is this, is this showing her his cards, really? I mean, do you really. I think so. Do you think he think ever shows closest... anyone his cards? I think that it's this, the closest just... we've ever. It's the closest we've ever gotten to any actual, like, you know, what is fueling Littlefinger since the chaos is a ladder speech, the end of season two that he had with Varys in the throne room. I don't know. Um, I think anyway, that... he makes it clear. Okay. She does a really she does a really expert job, I have to say. This is an expert job when someone you don't like is hitting on you. She does not shut him down. Right. This she is why Sansa him, is a survivor. She says to him, Well, that's a pretty picture, and then walks away. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. She is That was a clutch awesome. performance. I am a hundred percent Team Sansa. Fucking love her. I think she's turning into yeah. a badass. And I love She's it. Re- she has redeemed herself. Anyway, tenfold. Next. Is that our first on-air yawn? I think it might, it might be. have been. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know if you all know it. I'm pregnant. And me clocking. It's, we're at an hour and 20 minutes. I am. This is. This, this is so. Yeah, this blow, is a marathon scenario. We're blowing past my bedtime. We are blowing past it. Um, okay. So. <laughs> so uh, we go north of the wall. Next, and wait, wait, I just Uncle want to Benjen. Can I talk about Sansa yeah. and Littlefinger for just two, sure. two more seconds. Okay, so Littlefinger, by the way, I don't think I think that Littlefinger would sell out Sansa in a heartbeat. I don't think there's any. Of course he would, right? But, but she knows think, that too, right? That's why I love Sansa because I think she totally fucking knows that. I think he yeah. wants her. I think ideally he would like to have her next to him on the throne. Blah blah blah, whatever. But when push comes to shove, it really doesn't matter who's next to him. He would push. He would push her down the moon door if he had to. Absolutely. Like it's not, so it absolutely. doesn't matter. I know that. You know that. Sansa, Sansa knows that. Yeah, she knows that. Um, I don't think it's even worth mentioning. Yeah. But here, this is why I was saying before about the Jon Snow thing was that 
I think that she loves Jon Snow and she wants to, she wants there to be a good relationship that she can carry forward with in terms of, you know, ruling the North and plowing forward and whatever. But also for Sansa, when push comes to shove, she needs, she needs a safety net as well, which is why she would never say no to Littlefinger. And she would be effusive about, not effusive, but, you know, evasive about that, that whole, you know, not saying one way or the other, whether or not you want this to happen with Littlefinger or not, you know, that's a pretty picture. Okay. great. I think she's smart as fuck. And Jon Snow actually doesn't have that acumen that she does. I I am not disagreeing with you at all. Okay, that's I all I wanted saying, to say. You're saying all correct things. Okay. But in the context of what we're showing... Okay, let's get to this... Let's get past this next scene, because this is another biggie. Um, sorry, I have a cat sleeping on my microphone right now, so... We're just, okay, we're just we, going to we, get this done. We really need a studio. Yeah, it's like my cat knows it's bedtime. She's come back and... Yeah, anyway. So... Um, we go to North of the Wall and we see Uncle Benjamin like deposit Bran on the, next to a weirwood tree. He's just like, and off of my horse. <laughs> off of my horse, nephew. And we see Mira and Uncle Benjamin um, kind of says, this is where I leave you. You can see the wall if you look really closely in the background. So they are very close to the wall itself on the north side, and um, Bran thanks Uncle Benjen. He reminds him that there's some still work for him to do, that he's fighting on the side of the living, and that he's going to go back out there and continue what he's been doing. Bran and Mira kind of hitch themselves to the tree, and Bran's like, I gotta get a vision now. And she's like, are you sure you can? He's like, I'm the three-eyed raven, of course I can. So he does. He touches the tree, and we are launched into part two of the Tower of Joy flashback. We pick up as um, young Ned Stark is ascending the staircase with the cries of his sister Lyanna at the top. We see that there is some type of nursemaid, so aka a witness, which I think might come to be important. Interesting, yes. In the room, she is bleeding out everywhere. Um, She's very pale. She doesn't look like she's doing well. Um, She thinks it's a dream. Ned's like, no, I'm here. And she keeps saying, promise me over and over again. Promise me, promise me, promise me. And then they go to, then they go into some whispers, which I think was a really choice direction here because we don't get to hear the full audio. Is it um, a choice direction or is it just another device to yeah. plant another mystery in our little heads? To, I think like, they're not ready to give, give up. I think they're not ready to give up everything, but I mean, they basically can. Anyway, so she kind of says you can hear her make out like, you know, he'll kill him. Um, and which I assume she's talking about Robert, Ned's best friend, a.k.a. the king, when the right. show begins. Right. Which was her fiancé. And she can run, ran off and left Robert to run off with Rhaegar, Daenerys' older brother. And this is her, their child. So she's asking Ned to keep the child safe because she knows Robert will kill him. I think the cool thing about this is, if you flash back to season one, it explains why Ned was so upset when Robert was talking about killing Daenerys because maybe he saw all these years of protecting Jon Snow's true heritage and then Robert could easily go out and kill another Targaryen child. Yeah. Maybe he was like completely like... It, it so explains his actions in season one being so defiant about not killing Daenerys. 
Interesting. Because he spent his whole life protecting John. I think protecting that's a, great a Targaryen. Lawyer. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think that's a great like his one his one secret, his oath breaking, his you know that he's ever done. Um, you know, he's had to keep the secret. So I think it's pretty. It gives a whole other texture to when you when you do a rewatch of the show, which is why I love this damn show. Um, because now it all makes sense. Right. It really does. Uh, yeah, which led to the political reasons why he didn't make friends in King's Landing and why the whole, you know, aspects of the show began. Why the dominoes started to fall. Interesting. So, oh my God, that's really big. That's huge. Yeah. That's, that's <gasps> Angela huge. Bowers, that's a good one. I know. Yeah, I'm staying awake to do this. This is why I'm, I'm throwing out some, you know, some gems. I'm that's like, a real gem. That's a nice deep read. And that's like, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's like, it's like Bejeweled Blitz over here. It's just <laughs> Um, I'm gonna move on. Okay, so then so, yeah, we get so a close-up see, shot yeah. of the baby. Uh, this is not in a not so subtle. Like in case you haven't figured out what's going on here, guys, yeah. they get a close-up shot of the baby that like dissolves into Jon Snow's close-up face. Yeah, <laughs> which I was like, oh right, yeah. <laughs> in case you missed it. In case. Oh, I get it now. That's who it is. Like in case you're at home. Snapchatting with your girlfriend. <laughs> we're paying attention. Um, yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. And yeah, basically. Are you Instagramming your cat right now? Holy shit. Shut up. <laughs> no. I was just testing totally out. Totally caught. Totally caught. That's amazing that you just did that. Did you not realize I have a cat, that you're on I have a, I have a cat curled around a microphone right now. You don't not Instagram these moments. Okay, all right. That's fair. That's fair. Ugh. I can't. I can't fault you for that. All right, she's a radio cat. Anyway, she's a she's a podcast. <laughs> help me, help me. I'm officially delirious. I'm sorry. I'm, de- I'm officially delirious. So yeah. <laughs> so, so we finish up the Tower of Joy. Jon Snow, and then we kind of open up to him, and he's in the hall at Winterfell, and he's got all the lords of the north, and we see Sansa sitting next to him, you know, and it's kind of a great homage to their parents, or his stepmom and their their dad, whatever, his their family, and um, we see all the lords of the north, and they're kind of all, like, smoldering about things, and then good old, speaking of Lyanna, good old Lyanna Mormont gets up and leads an impassioned cry of what she's seen from John Stark. This actress really is fantastic. I um, love her. She's great. She's great. And kind of gets all the, you know, big Northmen riled up. And she proclaims Jon Snow king of the North. And you can tell. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I, I totally cried. Did you really? <laughs> I, I, I did. I, I, I cried like a baby. Anytime someone yells king of the North, I get. <laughs> and then to see. It's true. I'm not going to deny it. Can that be a, is that a, co- can, is that a coital <laughs> thing too? I don't Isn't know. Maybe. your husband, like, he must know. Does he like, does he get like, at the moment, King of the North! King of the North! <laughs> um, yeah, that was really cool. And then, okay, so going back to Frey Pie, because I said I was going to do this. 
Um, Lord Manderley, who <laughs> they just decided to roll out for this scene, he's kind of the bigger guy with the shoulder-length gray hair, um, plays a huge role in the books. And he's actually the one that serves up the fray pie. Oh, kind of in like, the books. He's part of like the North Remembers plot. But Lord Manderley like, is a huge... And it's like, I, I found it interesting why they even bother to name him uh, in this scene. Because he's been absent the whole show. But he's he's a big deal in the books. So it was kind of... Maybe it's just a nod to the readers that, guess Lord Manderley is in this room. Um, so we've got the remaining houses of the North. Everyone's unanimous. And this is what I wanted to get back to. Sansa looks fucking pleased. She looks happy for her brother. On second watch, she is smiling. Yeah. She looks happy. I think she wants, all sure. Starts, she wants this for him. Yeah. And there's a, But when there's she only, catches Littlefinger's eye, she doesn't like, she gives no. him something too. When she catches, she doesn't. I rewatched it. When she catches Littlefinger's eye, the face she pulls is fear. It's fear for John. It's like, God damn it. Damn it. John's in trouble. Well, I'm going to say that all of this, I think this is just a really, it's being very well executed on the part of the actress playing Sansa, Sophie Turner, and also the direction of the show, where I think they are really leaving it up to this way or that way, depending on how they want to twist the gears next season. Okay. I, I really, I really do. I think that it is up for interpretation and okay. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Maybe there is a moment in Sansa here where she's not quite sure that, you know, to Sansa at this moment, Jon Snow didn't win anything. You yeah. know what I mean? He didn't listen to her when he, okay. she, she told him about what he needed to do with Ramsey. He didn't win that battle. And the only reason why he won was because of the machinations she was able to fucking pull off. So I think that she's just kind of, oh, she's waiting and seeing. She's waiting and seeing. Okay. Okay. That's, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, I'm very interested to see how this plays out next season. I am too. Yeah, I'm I'm psyched about it. I'm psyched to see anything that she does. I think I really am going to, I need my my words to be marked. I think she is the breakout star of this show. I think she is like marquee fucking, she's going to be in movies. She's going to be like a leading lady, like flavor of the year, years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's unbelievably gorgeous and incredibly compelling you know like she's just and she's got the chops she's got acting chops especially after like you know will be eight seasons of the show i I think she's i think she's gonna be amazing uh, out there and and i think she's grown as an actress too i mean like a lot of she has i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't so impressed with her in the beginning actually i was impressed with other other people more so but she i think she has learned the subtlety of the craft more than other people have Totally, totally, totally. She's amazing. Um, And the voice. Oh my God, that voice. I know. Oh, I love her voice. It's deep and rich. Do you have have a crush on... I totally do. Who doesn't? If you don't have a crush on Sophie Turner, I don't even know who you are. (laughs) You can't be a human. It's just like, come on. (laughs) No, come on. That's really funny. That's really funny. Um... So yeah, but okay, so we get through the scene, it's really emotional, I'm crying, 
And we, uh, where are we now? Okay, oh, the, so and the King of the North thing King is like a, North. it's a Rob Stark throwback too, yeah. right? Of obviously. course, yeah, of course. Yeah. So you got the King of the North, and then oh, and then we we go back to King's Landing. How can we forget? For the for the new Queen of the Queen of Westeros. Oh, that's right. We got some more. By the way, we got some more time travel. Jamie Lannister making it to the Riverlands, twelve hours flat. What oh, that's the a, fuck? Is that for real? Seriously? Like, for, we spent all of season one and two between King's Landing and the Riverlands. Like, it took a whole season for an army to get to the Riverlands. But Jamie Lannister, in half of an episode, gets from Walder Frey's house to King's Landing. Hold on, we should also point that Lyanna, not Lyanna, um. Tyrell, the Queen of Thorns, knew that her family had died, which means that news got from King's Landing to her in Highgarden, and she got to Dorne to get to meet Varys. Like, if people were unaware, like, if Varys had dropped it on her, that her whole family had been killed at King's Landing, that, to me, might have made more sense. Right. Than her, or, than, than her already being in black, already being mourning. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying. But clearly Jamie didn't know his son was dead because you see as he and Bronn ride up to the crest of King's Landing, smokes like the town's still smoldering. Right. Um, and they make it just in time into the throne room for Cersei's crowning. Well, he knows that his son's dead when he sees Cersei getting crowned. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm saying they didn't know before. Oh, okay. So they, they kind of they ride up and then because, because they see King's Landing burning and you could see him kind of look at Bronn like, what the fuck? Right. So they did not know ahead of time. Um, it's it's kind of amazing. And they kind of exchange this crazy look after she's declared the queen. Yep. And we see Kyburn in the back, who is the hand of the queen as well. So I mean, yeah. I mean, besides Jon Snow, the ladies are in charge. Honestly. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's amazing. But how fucking terrifying and, a team does that make? Cersei so and Kyburn? Holy shit. Holy shit. That is crazy holy house. Shit. Capable of anything. Those house capable of horrors. Capable of anything. Yeah. Yeah. Capable of anything. Um, and then we flip to Daenerys uh, leading her fleet. And we see there's more than 100 ships because if you look closely in the scene, there are boats with um, sails of Dorne and right. also with Tyrell sails. So that well, means they've already gotten, they've already blended their armies. Right. They've got the Ironborn, right? The Iron Islands yeah, ships. Yeah. They've got the Ironborn. They've, they've got, got the, the Dorne. They've got Dothraki. Well, Dothraki don't have ships, right? But they've got the Dothraki Yeah, Dothraki's but they're on the ships. Guys. Yeah, because right. we saw all the horses. Yeah, we, we saw all the horses on some of the ships. Um, yeah, and she's got the Unsullied. Yep. And with their helmet, yeah. riding with their helmets on, like, and attention. They've never taken them off. It's okay. It's, it's all gross. They know. It's weird. I don't like it. <laughs> it's all they know. Um... Yeah, and so we see that is a wrap. That is a wrap on season six. Yeah. Jamie. No, got it. <laughs> no, <laughs> same. It's a wrap. <laughs> That's a wrap. it. Um, um, we're, going, we're going into mad, crazy predictions. Like, what's happening next season? Yeah, I don't have any yet. I think we should do a separate show about predictions because oh yeah we have sure 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 yeah we should like think about think, it and like come anything up with right now is just way too knee jerk. I want to sit and really like I really I want to I, I really want to sit with this. For I, want do, I want you to. Let, I want you to. Let's do our late. Let's do our last installment. Um, uh, bad flay crown. Yeah. Let's close it out. Let's 
clap it up for everyone that's hung in there this week. That was the theme song. I just made it up. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> got it. All right, so bed. It was really good. Flay. Crown. Crown. Who is it? Who are, who are uh, contestants? Varys. Varys. Davos. Uh, Sir Davos. Davos. And, and Tyrion Z- Lannister. Tyrion Lannister. This is easy. Uh, all right, go ahead then. I am going to bed Davos. Oh. He's a sexy older man. Me. No doubt about okay. it. He's like a okay. Sean Connery light, right? You, you know he's missing most of his fingers, right? Sure. <laughs> I don't like that kind sorry. of shit anyway. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry, all about the D. That was crass. That was crass. <laughs> I don't need a finger shit. What am I, a lesbian? No, I'm, I'm sorry. No. Um, uh, nothing wrong with that. There's no, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, <laughs> Sir Davos betting him. Um, Tyrion Lannister. I think I'm going to crown that guy. Oh, shit. Okay. No, no, no. Nope. Hold on. Uh, uh, you've said it. It's Varys and Tyrion. Shit. Shit. Shit, I gotta rethink everything now. All right. No, no, I'm still betting Davos. I'm, I'm betting. Okay. Him. Okay. Okay. And then Tyrion, I think I'm going to crown him. It's true. Okay. And Varys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flay him. Tyrion, I feel makes a better. I think Tyrion needs a Varys, which is it's a shame that I've got to kill him. But I think Tyrion makes a better leader. We're just as a Okay, I'm going to go a little different way here. I'm going to crown Davos. I think that Sir Davos has shockingly made it this far in the series, and who would have seen that coming? Let's just give it up for let's let's just give it up for characters that have really persevered, and he's one of them. Um, the next is I'm going to bed. Oh. Right. I'm right. going to bed Tyrion because I've heard so much about him. Let's just get drunk and see what's up. He's <laughs> He's definitely had experience. Like we'll have some like we'll have some like intense like drunk people conversation and then yeah, whatever. And I guess I'm going to flay Varys and only because he's been through so much and I think he's great and I think that if you're on his side, he's wonderful, but um Sometimes you gotta pull the trigger, and I think Varys is it this week. Well, he's not getting bedded, for sure. I just want to say that I've just recognized that all those guys, of all the guys that we put up for tonight's episode, um, Davos is the only one with a beard. Okay. And I immediately wanted to fuck him. Oh, alright. Tyrion looks horrible with a beard. Yeah. 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 See, beards... Beards were never important to me. They, so I don't know. I don't think that they are to me, but then they, then they are. You know what I mean? Maybe. I don't realize that they are, but I think if I re- in, in the final analysis, I love beards. Maybe it's maybe it's just a coincidence this week that maybe. you picked a man with facial hair. I'm gonna maybe. go with that. Okay. Um. All right. So I want to say thank you to everyone that listened this season. Um. I want to say thank you to everyone that's been listening to us since our OJ podcast and since the beginning. 
And I want to say that we're excited to come back later this year with a new show. We don't know what that is yet. Yeah, we're not sure. Um, the, the, the timing the timing didn't work out um, for Mr. Robot, which probably would have been the go-to. Amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. But you know what? There are many shows coming back in the fall. There's some new shows. There's that Westworld show that's going to be on HBO. Don't know about that one. Ooh. We have that. to do that. Yeah, more HBO. I think we should just do each. We should just do HBO shows and try to be the like try to get a job. Yeah, we should be those people. Yeah, Yeah, we should be. Yeah, and like Westworld kind of looks like Deadwood meets Kubrick meets. Yeah, love it. That could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Nothing's official. Right. Um, I think if I I will say if the leftovers comes back, we have to do season three of the leftovers. It doesn't look likely. Right. I mean. no, it is coming back. It, it is. is. It is. It, it's coming back, but I don't know when. Oh, like it might be next yeah, year. it depends on when. Okay, so I love Leftovers. And, oh, Holy last shit. season was the finest, it was the finest season of television ever. Um, oh my God, it was so, yeah, I would say, I would definitely say that you are right about that. It is the finest single the season. the finest single season. Like, because, like out of context yeah. of the actual, you know, whatever yeah. the whole show is, that season was fucking brilliant. And it was it, amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. And I do have to say that the first season, I hated that. I, no, I didn't like the first show. season at all. Yeah. I hate watch that every week. And yeah, the fact terrible. that the show completely won me back in such a way just shows you. Yeah, but they are coming back for third and final. And they know it's their final season. Like, like they had horrible ratings. And like HBO just said, okay, we're going to let you finish the story. That's great. Um, they yeah. should let it get, play out, though. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. So... That's a possibility. We're definitely coming back in the fall. We are taking a little break for the rest of yeah. July and August, but we're coming back in the fall for sure. And I'm going to do, yeah, we'll see what happens. I and mean, we would love to have you guys tell us what you would like to see us yeah. on the podcast. If there's some hidden gems. Um, we're not, we're missing. The, yeah, I think that the, net, the Netflix shows might be tough because I think it's kind of fun to watch live with everyone and kind of comment. I think, you know, when yeah. a show gets released all at once, it kind of gets taken away, but yeah. we can figure it out. Um, yeah, I was actually thinking about that Netflix phenomenon. Like, there are a bunch of Netflix shows that are really good, and would it be fun to do, like... Actually, the the appealing thing about Netflix is that everybody has Netflix. You know what I mean? True. Everybody has yeah. a Netflix account and can easily access Netflix shows. Um, it's not so easy with something like... The O.J. Simpson show was, was very tough because not everybody has FX. Yeah. I mean, not, not everybody everyone, has cable. People are and not everybody was, left and right, you know? Like, nobody gives and that, a shit and that anymore. Was, and that was very much a flash in the pan, something that just happened, you know? We kind of we kind of stumbled onto podcasting about it because we both happened to start watching it. Right. Uh, which doesn't happen often where we start a show without really thinking about it at the same time. Right. Um, so that was really organic, which kind of made this. So, again, thanks, everybody. Uh... If you're not Facebook friends with us, you should be Facebook friends with us. You should like the squeeze. Um, you should feel free to follow us because you never know when we'll be back. That's right. And we will definitely be posting plenty of stuff on Game of Thrones still. There's a lot to digest here. And we might even have a special extra with predictions. So stay yeah, tuned. I, th- I think I think for sure. All right. Stay cool. tuned. Peace out, everybody. Peace out, you guys. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.